Happy New Year, fam. Welcome back to Prodigal Son, a podcast where we explore our inner worlds with compassion and grace. I am your host, Jay Rochelle, and I'm excited to be back at it, y'all. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. So um, a little bit of background. When I started the Prodigal Son podcast in July of last year, um, I was basically just moving on a promise that I made to myself to get it out there. Um, I had been sitting on this idea for like a year already before July of last year. And so by the time July rolled around, I was like, yo, I got I to gotta get it out. Even if it's not perfect, even if I don't know what I'm doing, I got to put up or shut up right now. And um, so I did. I put a couple of episodes out and I quickly realized how much I didn't know about this space. And um, I'm grateful for the friends who've sort of helped guide me on this journey as I figured it out. But uh, I posted a couple of episodes last year and took a minute to regroup to start with a little bit more intention and clarity this year. So this season of Prodigal Son will um, be a lot more um, intentional, I should say. I think uh, one of the main things was that I really, 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 really want to be more conscious of using I statements. So I'm not projecting or generalizing uh, things uh, unjustly. Because I can only speak for myself and I only intend to. As a matter of fact, many of these conversations or many of these episodes, topics, thoughts, whatever, are um, just sort of recorded versions of conversations that I have with myself on a regular basis. So given that, I statements are a lot more appropriate than some of the generalized language that I used in previous episodes. So. I appreciate you for being on this learning journey with me. appreciate your patience and your support and your encouragement too. So um, learning curve aside, I really, really, really want to thank you for listening and for showing up the way that you did last year for Prodigal Son. Um, This podcast was in the top 25% of the most shared podcasts globally on Spotify and for a little podcast that I started um, in put up or shut up mode and only had three episodes of last year. Like that's, that's pretty major. And um, it's only possible because of you, your listening ears, uh, and your support, and your generosity and sharing um, the podcast with your people. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the way that you show up. It really means a lot, and I want to say that outright uh, because I can talk all day long, but without listening ears, (laughs) it's literally just me talking to myself. So thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you. In this episode of Prodigal Son, I want to talk about the lessons that I learned in 2022 that I will be bringing over into 2023. Now, every year, every single year, there's a whole wave, a whole movement of folks talking about leaving everything behind and stepping into a new year with a clean slate. And I get it. I've been one of those people before, for sure. 
But this year, I wanted to be more intentional about reflecting on 2022 in a way that honors everything that I've learned and um, makes it possible for me to bring all of those lessons, all of that wisdom with me into 2023 to make this an even more powerful, successful, and impactful year. So, the first lesson from 2022 that I'll be bringing into 2023 is the importance of honoring boundaries, honoring my own boundaries, honoring my personal boundaries. Um, and that's hard, y'all. I'm not even going to front. Like, that is hard. I think there's um, a lot of talk around boundaries that sounds very, very black and white. But for anybody who's ever had to set a boundary, especially um, for people like me who've had basically a whole lifetime who've spent a whole lifetime in people pleasing mode setting boundaries is really 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 difficult especially in the beginning um and it doesn't matter how many times you tell yourself it's necessary it doesn't matter how many times a therapist tells you or affirms the necessity of setting a boundary when it comes time to actually setting that boundary it's really really hard um because we we don't become people pleasers overnight i certainly did not become a people pleaser overnight it was years of grooming it was um years of things that were instilled in me in my childhood it was years of relationships that reinforced uh the idea that people pleasing was the only way to um really coexist in relationships and connections and in community. And so um, 2022 was really, for me, a masterclass, <laughs> a grueling at times masterclass um, on the importance of boundary setting, the necessity of it. And I fought so hard to learn and apply those lessons that I'm absolutely bringing them into 2023. That energy is 100% applicable um, for the year that I've set intentions to have, the year that I'm manifesting for myself. And so I think the, the first thing that I learned was that I am the only one who can set boundaries for me. I am the only one who can decide what those boundaries need to be. And that in itself is difficult. Especially um, when I wasn't prioritizing myself in connections, uh, relationships um, of all kinds, with family, with friends, with intimate partners. Um, I had been in people-pleasing mode so hard that when it came to relationship dynamics, the first and last thought that I had was, well, what does my person need? What does my family member need? What is my partner need what does my friend need right now and my needs or just the consideration for my needs in general was always the very last thing if I considered them at all and to be honest for the most part for the greater part of my intimate familial and um, platonic experiences I wasn't considering my needs at all um 
but there were obviously consequences to doing that. I think uh, not setting boundaries or not finding the courage or not sitting through the discomfort of boundary setting absolutely set me up for burnout, emotional burnout, physical burnout, spiritual burnout. My heart was tired. My spirit was exhausted. I didn't have energy to do anything physically. I just felt sort of imprisoned in this sluggish state of being. And it wasn't working. It wasn't serving me. And uh, I knew that something had to change. And so I had to take a real, real honest look at all of the ways that I was giving my energy away and giving my power away and ask myself if those patterns were sustainable long-term and tell myself the truth, not tell myself what I wanted to hear or what I thought would make it easier to stay in connection with certain people, to stay employed in certain places. Like I really, really had to be bold enough to tell myself the truth about how I was feeling and how my boundaryless state of being was affecting my well-being as a whole. So, 2022, <laughs> you know, put me in a situation where um, it was no longer an option. Like boundaries were a non-negotiable, and it was really, really challenging at times. Um, because for one, boundary setting is really really hard for the person who is setting the boundary. And then there's the other side of everybody and everything on the other side of the boundary that you've set. And not every response to a new boundary will be a positive one. A lot of them will um, bring up feelings of guilt, of shame, of resentment, of anger, of uh, all kind, a whole spectrum of emotions. We we are very human beings having very human experiences all of the time, and um, part of being human is being emotional, um, whether we want to or not, whether we enjoy that or not. And so, dealing with the response to new boundaries is uh, not all love and light. <laughs> It sort of forces you to be really grounded in yourself and, and really secure in the need. And, and I think that all comes back to me. For me, it all comes back to reminding myself of why the boundary was necessary in the first place. Like having a conversation with myself to say, hey, I have to set this boundary because living without this boundary has left me feeling drained and depleted. I have to set a boundary in this dynamic because moving through this connection without these boundaries is only stirring up more resentment in me. I have to set a boundary with this employer because I don't feel like my contributions, I don't feel like the energy that I'm bringing is being reciprocated. I don't feel like my investment is being returned on level that I needed to be returned in order for me to, to sustain the level of productivity that I'm at right now. And it's difficult, but whenever I remind myself of what not having that boundary is costing me, um, it's a little bit easier to push forward, regardless of what the response is, regardless of what the discomfort is. It's because 
one thing that I don't think we talk about enough when it comes to conversations about boundaries is how much grief there is in having to set one and actually setting one and dealing with the losses that come with setting a boundary because not everyone will respect your boundaries. Not everyone will understand, not everyone will create space for you to evolve into um, the person that you need to be. Not everyone will hold space for you to grow. Not everybody will honor the way that you are evolving. And unfortunately, when that happens, like it usually leads to having to set an even harder boundary um, and potentially at times not engaging with certain People not engaging in certain relationships, um, not being able to keep a certain job. And there is a whole lot of grief in letting go of things, even if the thing that you have to let go of is no longer serving you. Even if the thing that you have to let go of is costing you yourself. That grief doesn't become any lighter because of those things. And so... I think there's a bit of nuance that we need to carry into conversations about boundary setting that holds space and compassion and offer compassion to um, soothe the grief that comes up in response to needing to set boundaries Um, and running from that grief only delays the healing running from that grief creates other problems later on down the line that we still have to deal with. And so we can't run from it. I could not run from it anymore in 2022, and that was brutal, man. It was a brutal season in the beginning because, like I said, I'd spent my whole life um, sort of molding, cowering, bowing down to the needs of everyone I was in community with, everyone I was in relationship with. And I don't know what it was about the year 2022. 2022 specifically but it brought me to my knees and it was like yo something has got to give there's no more energy for me at the end of the day there's not enough self left for me in these situations where I'm giving my power and my energy away Um, and so I'm definitely bringing that in the 2023 because despite the difficulty and despite how challenging it was to have to set those boundaries despite the amount of grief that came knocking on my door after setting those boundaries once the swelling went down I found myself in a much more peaceful and much more peaceful state of being I found that my life unfolded and blossomed beautifully in ways that it honestly would not have Without those boundaries, there wouldn't have been enough space for my life to bloom the way that it did. There wouldn't have been enough grace or room or opportunity for me to grow and evolve the way that I have been able to since setting those boundaries. Um, And I think it's beautiful when you get to the other side of it that I am that realization that I am not required to sacrifice myself in order to be loved. I am not required to shrink myself in order 
to find genuine love and support. And as a matter of, as a matter of fact, when I decide to stop doing those things, genuine love, genuine partnership, genuine peace, genuine happiness, joy, all have room to live here. They're all able to find me now that I've created room for them to exist. And that room is only available now because I've set the boundaries that I needed to set in order to give myself an opportunity to experience these things. And that people-pleasing and not setting boundaries, not having boundaries, not loving myself enough to prioritize myself alongside all these other things that are important to me was robbing me of the very life experience that I was craving the most deeply, which is a peaceful one, a supportive one, one that never, ever runs out of room for joy or gratitude. So lesson number one that we're pulling over from 2022 to 2023 is setting boundaries from a place of self-love. Setting boundaries that honor the fullness of who I am. Setting boundaries that protect the softness that makes me who I am is absolutely necessary. The second lesson that I am bringing from year 22 to year 23 is that growth demands rest. Now, this is something that I've been saying since... um, probably at least 2018. But every year, I feel like I learn a different side of that lesson or I experience a different part of that. Um, But every major elevation period will definitely require some downtime to, one, just give the body, the mind, the spirit, and the heart an opportunity to recuperate from everything that's been happening in the world, in our intimate worlds, in community, in our relationships, internally. The last couple of years, y'all, have been packed with so many different, <laughs> so many different extremes. Like there, there's just been so many extremes on a global level with the pandemic on an economic level with inflation and job loss and employment rates and also just on a, on an internal level like all of us are navigating so many things simultaneously right now that rest becomes part of the survival part of the survival mechanism to get through even nature rests nature has a season where Everything sort of slows down and um, to the naked eye appears to die a little bit, but it's really just resting, resting and recuperating. And I think that human beings are um, (laughs) not exempt from the necessity of that uh, need for downtime. 2022 was a crash course in that it. Um, sort of put me in a position where so much was changing. Like I moved from Seattle to Georgia after having lived in Seattle for eight years and being gone from Georgia for 10. It's gone for a whole decade and I moved back. (laughs) When I got here, 
I really just had to lay down and, and allow my mind, my body, and my, my spirit to catch up with that huge change. Like, we feel transitions and adjustments on a cellular, cellular level. Words with a whole bunch of L's be whooping my ass. <laughs> Me and my southern accent do not get along the best with those. But on a physical level, on an emotional level, on a spiritual level, we feel and experience change. And no matter how healthy you are, no matter how much healing work you've done, the nervous system takes a hit when it comes to drastic change. And so just just relocation alone put me in a space where I'm like, okay, I as much as I want to get to Atlanta and hit the road running, hit the ground running, I got to lay my ass down for a minute. <laughs> got to adjust. I got to adjust to this new climate. I've got to adjust to this new uh, environment. I've got to adjust to... Um, the different surroundings that I'm in, like socially, Atlanta socially is very different from Seattle. And so there was a whole lot of adjustment that I had to hunker down and just like <laughs> process, give myself a minute to process fully. Um, and I couldn't do that if I was running around trying to fill every hour of my day, every time um, self-avoidance is costly. Um, which is part of why rest is so necessary for me personally, because I know that I have this tendency to sort of bury discomfort in the act of doing uh, and, and the tendency to use busyness as a deflection mechanism. But it, it costs me. It costs me every time I do that. So I really had to be intentional about laying my ass down and listening and resting and allowing my body and my nervous system to sort of catch up. To lay down and actually create intentional time and spend intentional energy soothing my nervous system. Um, and also, you know, giving myself a minute to rest uh, as, as the grief arose. There's a whole lot of grief involved in relocating too. Because Seattle, for me, was the first place away from Macon, Georgia, that felt like home. It was the first place where I built a community of folks that felt more like family than friends. And even though I knew that I didn't necessarily see myself spending forever in Seattle, leaving was incredibly hard. And um, I wasn't able to talk about leaving as it was happening for a number of reasons. So having to leave without quote-unquote proper goodbyes, without, um, you know, being able to set up time to celebrate, to have going away parties and things like that was really difficult. And so that rest was necessary to be able to move through the grief too. Um, not because I would never visit Seattle again or because I would never see or talk to um, any of my community members anymore, but just because it wouldn't be as accessible. Time zones, busy schedules, individual lives all, you know, 
anybody who's an adult trying to have and cultivate friendships <laughs> knows that it becomes a game of let's put something on the calendar. Oh, maybe this doesn't, this date doesn't work anymore. Or my kid had a thing or my parents have a thing or I have a thing. And so things get shuffled. And so just not being able to pull up on the homie, not being able to just pull up at, at the art spaces that I would um, visit on a regular basis to support my folks, not being able to pull up at the homie show, all of that stuff brought up a whole lot of grief and um, rest was necessary for that. But also rest is necessary to be able to receive the downloads and the instructions for the present time and for the things that are coming around the corner. So uh, that is absolutely something that I'll be bringing with me into this year. But even on a practical level, on a practical level, rest is important because I've spent so much time in this uh, deep healing work. I spent a whole lot of time doing this really grueling shadow work, and it takes a toll. It takes a toll. Shadow work is a full body workout, a full being workout, and... Um, you know, when you're when you're manifesting, when I'm manifesting and when I'm I'm moving toward these goals, I have to remind myself to rest on a practical level because it would be a real shame to do all of this work, to hustle so hard, to get to this sort of um, land of milk and honey and then arrive and be too weary and burn out to really enjoy the fruits of my labor. I don't want to be too weary to enjoy the fruits of my labor. And so rest on the most practical level is necessary um, for me to enjoy the fruits and the spoils of elevation. And the final lesson, the final lesson that I'm going to share with you in this particular episode is the necessity of discipline like discipline is a self-love language and every single thing in my life becomes a bit more sustainable a bit more peaceful and a bit more fluid when I'm disciplined in all areas like when I'm most disciplined about my spiritual work it's a completely different experience than it is when I'm not. When I'm most disciplined about my writing work, um, the benefits present themselves in every area of my life. And so 2022 sort of thought, taught me the importance of loving myself enough to be disciplined, um, even when I'm not motivated and to be honest, that's, that's definitely a growth opportunity for me in 2023 because while I started that work, there's a whole lot of room to be um, better at discipline. But it's an important one. Um, I think that inspiration and motivation are moody. <laughs> Those pretty moody factors. Um, and so discipline becomes, 
even more important in sustaining momentum in um, cultivating a life of peace in um, manifesting ease because manifestation is one part of it calling a thing in is only one part that's only half of the equation being disciplined enough for the thing to stay is the other half of the equation being disciplined enough to maintain being disciplined enough for my blessings to grow and multiply is also a very 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 important part of the manifestation process because i can call a thing in but it'll only stay if i've created the structure the room and the right conditions for it to grow and expand and multiply and so 2023 is a huge opportunity for me to double down on the discipline to show up even when I'm not motivated or when I don't feel like it um, for my spiritual self, for my creative self, for my physical health. Um, I'm really, really, really looking forward to showing up for myself more consistently this year. And I'm super grateful for 2022 um, and the ways that it, it gave me glimpses of the benefits of doing that. So... This year and its clean slates um, provide a whole lot of time, space, and opportunity for me to practice setting boundaries, prioritizing rest, and uh, committing to discipline. <laughs> I'm super excited to see where those commitments take me and how they shape the path that I'm on. I think in addition to keeping these lessons in mind, as always, as always, I'm going to remind myself and I'm going to remind you to journey forward with grace and compassion and to allow room always for myself to be human, to be fully human and never, ever, ever, ever hold that against myself but to keep it and hold it as a reminder to give myself room to explore, to experiment, to expand, to make mistakes, to learn from them and keep going and keep going. So that concludes this week's episode of Prodigal Son. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. And I am really, really excited to see how 2023 shapes things for you too. I'm excited for you to discover more of your own magic. I'm excited for you to experience more of your own brilliance, more of your own love, more of your own tenderness. More of your own power. I'm excited for 2023 to bring you all that you deserve and desire. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening always. Feel free to share this podcast with a friend. You can stay connected with me on Instagram and Twitter. I am at J Rochelle. That's at 
J-R-Y-C-H-E-A-L. So if you have thoughts and feedback, you want to continue the conversation on Twitter, Instagram, I'm certainly open to doing so. You can also join my email newsletter list where I share a lot about my in-process, my, my informal thoughts about uh, things that I'm moving through, things that I have coming up, things that I'm learning and discovering. So if you enjoy the podcast, I'm sure you would enjoy um, my newsletter updates. I love, love, love being in conversation and communication with my village. So I hope that the rest of your day flows smoothly. I hope that you invite peace, love, joy, understanding, divine support, divine love into your life always. It is my prayer that you prioritize yourself, that you love yourself with the same energy, the same intention, the same commitment that you do everything and everybody else. I am Jay Rochelle, your favorite homebody. <laughs> And I will see you next time.